Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Raglan. Well, you went for the straight up identification that I was time. about to say Batman, but it was boring. <laughs> it would have been fun if Batman was sing song though. Oh yeah. Batman. Like that? Yeah. Or or like just, Batman. Instead of him being like, no, he's big oh, Batman. Yeah. He's just oh, like, I get it. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome to the podcast, guys. I'm sorry, guys. We just wasted 10 seconds of your life on that. <laughs> yeah, you'll never get it back. <laughs> but you will get your money back. Yep. Because this podcast is usually free. We it's always free. Fund your free. Yep. Yep. Uh, but you know what, guys? It's your donations that help us stay yeah. afloat. Because life ain't free, kids. I don't know if you knew this, but we're struggling out here. Scared straight. Oh, yeah. That's right. We should do a scared straight episode. There you go. <laughs> if you'd like to support the podcast with a donation of any size, we would love it. There's a donate button on our website. MyCulturePodcast.com. Yep. Any little bit helps. And we'll give you a shout out on a future episode. We're actually recording this sort of back to back with the one we just put out with John Michael Higgins. So uh, we're going to do all those thank yous uh, next time out the gate. You just get excited now, honey. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, I can't wait to hear what they do. I don't, I don't know if that's accurate. I think it's not accurate. Probably not. <laughs> Uh, you can also email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We read them all. We'll respond to them all. Yep. And uh, guest suggestions always welcome. Um, you can even uh, send us some criticisms if you need yeah. to. If you like the show also, go to iTunes. Leave us a review. It's a little I, big T, little U-N-E-S. That's right. <laughs> and you can leave us a five-star review uh, at any point. Right. Someone did leave us four stars because they're upset that the wizard's always so mad. Oh, really? I'm kind of kidding, but it's, oh. it's cute. It's a cute little review. That's a cute, that's a cute four star. Yep. I'll take it. It is. Uh, so thanks, guys. Thank you and, so much. Uh, we really hope you enjoy the show, and we, we have do. a fun one today. And we're going to get into some real talk about race relations. <laughs> Are <laughs> we? No. <laughs> Not at all. I don't ever want to push a hot button. I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah, we're, we're never trying to court controversy, The Shape Magazine thing has me quaking in my boots. Yeah, <laughs> we have opinions sometimes, but we're not trying to be crazy with it. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get going, shall we? Gun control. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, our guest today, well, he's been uh, acting since he was a wee lad in things like uh, Facts of Life, Iron Will, uh, the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, and then I know him from Sunday Softball. Uh, Mackenzie Aston is here. Hey, Mac. Buenos tardes. Buenos, buenos uh, dias. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, great. Aloha. We also have a translator here. <laughs> That's good. Thanks for having me. Here's a list of all the countries that people listen to us in. If you could just run it down. Oh, sure. Uh, Konnichiwa. Right, perfect. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Me. I like. Uh, I'm like so excited setup. that you've come. It's simple, easy. It's good and very homey. Thank you so much. Dad. Yeah. How many? Uh, how long have you guys been doing this? Oh, three plus years. This is episode yeah. 148. Oh my town. Yeah. That's a good long time. A little while. Sure. Yeah. That's great. And I understand that um, it does pretty well. Yeah. It yeah. People listen good. to it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 Good. Got a handful of listeners, fun. and uh, you know, it actually, we don't ever post it anywhere. But for us, it yeah. makes us feel really good. We, we listen <laughs> yeah. to it back at night. Perfect. Oh, that was a good conversation. I mean, I, since the uh, since the technological advances of late, um, you know, it's it's not difficult for anybody to have a podcast. And so I know yeah. that there's a whole bunch that are out there that nobody listens yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> um, anyone. Can I, do it. I think very I have easy. one or two of those. Uh, so it's encouraging, actually, to be uh, participating in one that, that uh, one knows will get heard. Oh, 
Well, thank there you, you very go. much. Yes, We're thank you very much. to have you participate. Yeah, very good, very good. <laughs> very good, very, very good. good indeed. Very good indeed. <laughs> well, let's start with something kind of crazy. Uh, the last couple of days they've announced uh, a ton, a ton of cancellations in Television City, basically. It's mm-hmm. one of the bloodiest seasons of cancellations I've seen. This is like I've the seen. most uh, first world blood, mm-hmm. <laughs> blood season. Yeah, no, it's, it's, Usually uh, it's, it's like, a, like a handful of shows go that you know that were struggling or whatever right. and then a couple others just kind of end their run or announce that they're going to do one last season. Or no, yeah. but this is like the network's uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. it is the Red right. Wedding. Yeah. This is totally the Red Wedding of cancellations. This is, I'm just going to run down just really quickly a bunch of the shows Grab that were canceled tissues, and then kids. we can discuss what we want to discuss on them. But Fantastic. Uh, Community, The Crazy Ones, Enlisted, Dracula, Crisis, Growing Up Fisher, Surviving Jack, Revolution, Dads, Rake, Almost Human, Suburgatory, Trophy Wife, Mixology, The Neighbors, and The Carrie Diaries, amongst tons of other ones yeah. that I didn't even really watch, but those were all sort of noteworthy. And Parenthood is still on the bubble. Well, they've announced me. that next season's their last season. Oh, wow. but it's going to be... Un- oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. I've been really worried about I'm that. so surprised to hear the community's been canceled. Because yeah. well, it hasn't been canceled like several times before, and then people have brought it back through their Yeah, uh, it's uh, nearly grassroots. been canceled a million times. Right. But they did five seasons, and now Sony owns it, not NBC technically or whatever. So NBC has said, we're done. But now Sony's trying to figure out what the next steps are with it. Oh, because they've always said like six seasons in a movie. It was like the thing from that show yeah. that they've always kind of joked about. And they've got five seasons in. So they can do one final season somewhere, whether it's you know Netflix Hulu or, or Amazon yeah. or Netflix or whatever. Or even another network, FXX or sure, whatever. Sure. And then a movie. And then a movie. And then everybody's happy. Everybody's happy because they've always said that. The community so. is whole. Exactly. Finally. Right. right. Well, that, that commu- I mean, community has such a rabid fan base, too. Like, almost more than any other show. I mean, yeah, they bring the show back. They all, like, are in discussion about every episode and trying to find all the Easter eggs that the show creators put in there. So. Right. It's, it's like a, it seems like a, a very uh, exciting interactive show. Yes. And they have um, been able to get a, a Tremendously active audience in yeah. that respect, which is great because, like, if Murder She Wrote got canceled, <laughs> they, you know, there might be a big letter writing campaign, but, but they wouldn't uh, it even would take get a long there time for, to yeah, get there. Exactly. exactly, murder we emailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Dan Harmon was just asked about it, um, and he kind of responded with kind of a, eh, like, I don't know, we'll figure it out, I guess. Okay. And then, but then he said, like, but you know, I will, I can get excited about it. Like, you know, on Friday they asked me, Sony asked me about it, and I was like, eh, but then Monday I'll probably be like, sure, and then by Wednesday. They'll be like, all right, let's do this. So, wait, do what? Re, like, oh, like, get on board with bringing it yeah. back. Yeah, right. Sell it someplace and and, and get it going. Um, oh God, I can imagine uh, it could be probably a very successful Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, you know. Well, you think about Veronica, Veronica Mars. Mars yeah, right? How much like, did they pull down for that? They like, like million, in the millions, right? That's bonkers. I went too high. I was like six million, but it was at least three million of dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And Not everyone bad. was so happy, too. Right. I mean, like, the fans loved it. They showed up. They paid. Like, everyone had received the movie, but they were still showing up in theaters to, like, see the movie right. in right. person. I mean, I think that something will happen with that show because it is that same sort of personality that wants to support it and be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, people did have issues downloading the Veronica Mars movie when it came out, I guess. Yeah. The people that, like, But they were, were refunded it. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. all figured out. And we ended I think we just watched it on iTunes for, like, six bucks or whatever the rental was. And that it. money goes to the folks that made the film, yeah? Yeah. yeah or I guess a little bit of that goes to uh, the folks the at Apple studio as well. All right. I don't know how I, it works. I think iTunes tends to do kind of a 50-50 split kind of thing. Oh, really? I think on stuff. I'm not positive of that, but I 
believe, I've talked to somebody who told me that. So Mr. iTunes is right. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I mean, I get that. It's like it's a digital download. So it's not like it costs you anything once it's up there. You know yeah. what I mean? It's right, not like right. you, you paid three dollars to press a CD that <sighs> then Apple's taking a dollar fifty from. It's right. like you you paid to record it and whatever that was, but then. Now it's just, you know, you uploaded it and now you're getting, you know, a percentage of whatever. Whatever people download. Which I guess makes sense. It's like, you know, they're like a brokerage firm in that sense. It's like, hey, yeah. we give you the platform to supply this to people and get it. So we take X amount. And 50-50 seems okay to me. Like, because there's places that will take the lion's share or whatever. <laughs> we'll take, yeah. You know, right. You get 20%. You get 80 or whatever. <laughs> right, so, right, right. Uh, if it is indeed 50-50, that seems okay in my mind but i'm not in a band that needs to make a million dollars on it so um yet yet right Right. you guys are gonna break an album anytime yeah really special yeah my band dolphin juice is putting on a new album on uh, tuesday dolphin juice so good i saw i saw them open for uh somebody once they were fantastic before they got too big before they got too big yeah yeah hey i like early stuff better too Uh, (laughs) actually i think that was the name of the band it was early yeah dolphin juice opened for for early early stuff stuff, right (laughs) that's what i liked i liked early stuff yeah yeah. Stuff was great. Uh, <laughs> so bad. I'm really sad about Suburgatory being canceled. I really liked that show. Yeah, I didn't really watch it, but it was great. This did, last season it. was not as good as the previous seasons. I don't know if stuff's changed. Like it seemed like the writing changed, but it's so much better than. I mean, like the list of cancellations. When you think of it up against the reality shows that will go into their 15th season. Mm. Like, that's when it gets hard. <laughs> of mm. like, come on, these people are working and they're smart, funny people. And instead, like, we're just erring on the side of, like, no, let's have more angry, drunk people fight each other. Well, at the end of the day, it's, like, it costs them, like, pennies to do yeah. these reality shows because right. they don't have to pay people anything. Yeah, true. And Whereas, like, sense, these other things, it's, like, you have to actually pay them a living wage and yep. that kind of thing, too. So at the end of the day, they're just, like, yeah, let's take on the real housewives of whatever. And then not, <laughs> they're everywhere. not deal with uh, your scripted show and staffing a room and yeah. paying your talent and and that's why a lot of the times when shows start to get expensive, like they were, did, they did okay in the ratings for a couple of seasons, and then, then they're on the bubbles because they know that they got to pay them more, and they don't yeah, really want to sure. do it. Yeah, the old renegotiation. Yep. Extra money for the cast, extra money for the directors, and so on and so forth. There's only a handful of like Chuck <clears throat> Lorre shows out there that are like raking in the the ratings, right? Chuck. Yeah. So yeah, it, those are the people that are in a position to be like, all right. You need to pay me better, and the network's going to do it because they're sensations. But there's so few of those nowadays. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, what I think part of it is because the the menu has gotten so much larger, and there's so mm-hmm. many more different, excuse me, so many more different uh, networks uh, to choose from, or uh, channels to choose from, and so many different um, places for people to go with their material. And so the money's not sort of concentrated in one area. I remember yeah. growing up, my 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 mom uh, must have done I don't know fifty movies of the week, and they used to just churn out movies of the week, and you know because there were three networks, and you yep. had uh, you know so much programming to fill, and so there were tons of opportunities for actresses of her ilk to uh, make damn good you know television money, yeah. doing movie after movie, you know disease of the week stuff. Right. Uh, but it's it's just spread so thin now that there isn't as much. I mean, there, there's probably more money, but it's spread further apart, so there's yeah. less uh, less for the actor. That's that for sure. True. Like thinking back to like growing up in the '80s and stuff, where like it really was the big three, mm-hmm. and you know you had like the Cosby Show was the lead. Wait, into what is the big three? CBS, ABC, ABC, oh, okay. ABC. And, and then ABC, Fox yeah. came along and was kind of like the upstart, upstart, <laughs> and yeah. then sort of did okay, and then they, you know, CW slash 
WB, right? Who then formed UPN. That's or whatever. UPN. Yeah, Whoa. they all started to kind of branch out a little bit, and now it's like everywhere. Yeah, it's how many channels are there? If you have like a Dish or Satellite, it's, it's crazy. Like a thousand, right? yeah. It's almost like a thousand. <clears throat> and, and there's but there's there's positives to that for sure as well. I mean, I don't think we would have seen shows like uh, Breaking Bad yeah. or shows like uh, The Shield or shows like uh, you know anything that was too. I mean, even like always sunny good. in these yeah. other, right? Yeah, too good for network television, or too risky, or too strange, or odd, or whatever. Fringy, yeah. Right, not built by focus group. Right, you know? yeah. it's just something that's a creative endeavor that's a little different. Right, so and the, they have all the patience in the world for those kinds of things because they'll give it time. That's know? the thing. The patience thing is really. There was a show that I worked on, uh, a, a pilot that we uh, that got picked up. We shot eight episodes. They ended up airing three. This is back in two thousand. A show called First Years, uh, which was based on an English television show, uh, which is like most television yep. shows. Right? <laughs> like all um, shows. But we were up against Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the uh, oh in the monochromatic uh, suit and tie uh, period when it was on you know, six nights a week and uh, it was all people wanted to watch. So we just got destroyed in the ratings uh. and uh, there wasn't really an opportunity for it to gain any sort of following. And that's the, the thing that the, the smaller networks or the cable networks seem to have going for them is the opportunity to let stuff sort of breathe for a bit for people to get excited about same thing happened with the show Mind Games that was just on ABC uh, for a second. I think they shot nine or ten episodes, uh, and then it aired – I think they aired four, and the numbers weren't good enough uh, for ABC to continue to be interested. And so now it's it's either canceled or it's on the shelf. I don't know what they're, mm. what they're doing with it. But it's another example of the big three not having the patience yeah. uh, to, to let something happen. And that show – I don't know if you guys caught no. any of it. Well, nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, – it's terrific. Steve Zahn and Christian later and steve's on playing uh, a very interesting uh guy who's uh bipolar uh but also um uh, a very very wise uh psychologist uh and he i, I and i know this just because i worked on an episode yeah. uh he had these huge swaths of very very serious techno jargon uh that he had to get through quickly because he was at the height of of uh, a manic episode and it was spectacular how good wow. this guy was at playing that part unfortunately uh, I forget what it was up against, but it didn't do well enough for ABC to with three you know, episodes, right? With yeah, three uh, or four episodes. I, think I blame the poster. Did you see the poster? <laughs> this is up at the mall. Wait, like, what is the it poster? was like Steve's on half of his face, basically, <laughs> right? And the rest is obscured with an out of focus Christian Slater in front of him, right? So you couldn't really see the oh, guy. No. Right. And those are pretty big stars for television. I mean, not nowadays because everybody's going to television, but in a right. sense, they're both movie yeah, stars on the show. So like maybe. Maybe don't show half of one's face and put right. the other one out of focus. Yes. Maybe. I, I just want to point out that an out-of-focus Christian Slater is how he was referred to through most of the 90s. Let <laughs> 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 him. Very true. <laughs> it's just half the time now that, like, they really they, – they bury – certain shows get buried from the outset. Like, uh-huh. one of the shows that got canceled that I really liked was Enlisted, uh, which is really yeah. funny. Like, kind of like Stripes. Like, that was the mm-hmm. the – mold of it like this brother these three brothers who are in the army but they're in the reserves basically mm-hmm. and they're all screw-ups and keith david is like the one who was in charge of it and there's a bunch of comedians in the cast um it was just really funny and clever and sharp but it started on friday nights which is like right no one watches friday no you gotta get to that club they aired them out of order so like one of the subplots oh, uh was one of the characters was dating this uh, this uh bartender lady who has a son or whatever 
And so, like, they literally, like, he's with her. He hasn't started dating her yet. Uh, like, all this stuff out of order. Right, it goes like, back and forth. Yeah, it was and like, it's, like, we're not going to notice that. It's designed yeah. to confuse the audience. Right. Like, just show it. And, like, all the episodes were good. There wasn't any I saw that. I was like, well, you can't play that one in order because it's, it's subpar. Like, I don't yeah. understand why they do that sometimes. It's a weird business. I mean, I, that goes without saying. <clears throat> I, I know... Um, you know, it's upper management uh, always has to quantify its salary. You know, those guys are all making uh, and gals are all making uh, a can I swear? Yeah, a shit ton of money, right. and uh, <laughs> and they have to quantify it uh, in, in in some way. And so, you know, there's these there's decisions that come down. And, and I'm I'm familiar with this mostly working on uh, pilots and uh, and sitcoms. You know, half hour four camera mm-hmm. shows. Because the show could be wonderful at the network rehearsal, but uh, f- you know, fifteen suits, I- if I can put it that way, uh, have to quantify their job. So they'll make little changes to something just so that they can feel like they've done something, Ugh. you know, to earn that salary. And, and it's it's unfortunate because you can get in the way of the creative process uh, quite a bit. And I imagine that's probably what happened with Enlisted is, you know, people had to figure out a way to do something yeah. rather than just letting it breathe and letting it happen. Let it do its thing, know, yeah. Which is, which is weird. Well, it's weird that, like, even, like, I mean, they, they canceled the crazy ones, and that was Robin Williams and Sarah and Michelle Gellar. Right. That can't get traction. And yeah. it was a pretty decent show. Was I watched, like, a handful of episodes. A bunch of other ones piled up on the DVR. But, yeah. um, but we liked it. You know, it was cute. But, like, I'm assuming that Robin and Sarah Michelle probably made a good amount of money. Yeah, they had to have been so, getting yeah. paid. So they, well. probably, <laughs> they probably looked at the bottom line of that and went, like, well, the ratings aren't good enough to command this kind of cash. Yeah. Goodbye. Right. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's like – It is crazy because bottom line, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the products that are in control. It's the products yeah. that, are, that are deciding what it is that we – that we watch, which is which is too bad in some ways. Although it does seem to be changing a little. There's bit, a big shift, yeah, that's is, coming, which is nice with all the you know with the with the in, with the advent of uh, stuff that's on the internet, which is less commercial dependent. Although that's changing there too. Sure, are a lot of commercials on the internet yeah. these days. Commercials can catch up real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard because like if you want to watch a clip of anything nowadays on most websites, it's, it can just be the dumbest thing in the world. Like you know, cat. Falls out of box, right? And then it's like ding and ding and ding a Hyundai ad. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes they let they let you skip it after five seconds, but half the time it's like advertisement twenty nine seconds, and you're like, I guess I'm gonna have to wait twenty nine seconds to see a cat. An eight second clip, exactly. Right. The uh, MLB uh, network is doing this now on their on their website, where you have to wait through a thirty second ad to get a fifteen second clip, and it's you know. It is what it is. It's it is funny to think about, like, you know, you step away from your own brain for a second and you're like, who am I that I care about 15 seconds versus 10 seconds? Like, it's seconds of my life to right. consume seconds of entertainment. But the frustration you feel in that moment of, like, the nerve of yeah. this person yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's It's very so crazy. Point, it's like, you know, we're past the days of dial-up. Mostly <laughs> internet, so right. like you used, things used to take forever to load. Like if yeah. you wanted to go to a page and it took thirty seconds to a minute, that was like, oh, that loaded fairly fast. Now if it doesn't load in ten seconds, <laughs> yeah, we're you're like, I don't angry. have time for this. <laughs> yeah, and then you and then you push it's back. So it's like true. who is in that much of a hurry? And it's scary how quickly our anger has evolved. Yeah. like with the time, like we deserve this now. 
Right. And right. then it's just like the whole like we don't want to deal with the advertising, but we don't want to pay for things. Yeah. So it's like you got to – it's both ways. It's right. like the people yeah. that are putting this content out to you need a way to support themselves in order to bring you this content. So if you're not going to give them 99 cents or pay a membership fee or whatever to access the content, then, the then ad has to you be have there. to deal with an ad. It's, it's just how much of an ad can you deal why with? Don't Where's we just your threshold? More money. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's a remarkably uh, evolved uh, look at that, Mr. Stratton, I, and I appreciate it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be a little uh, more understanding of oh, my no, of the time I spend watching commercials. <laughs> you know, honestly, and who knows? Maybe I'll just head out and buy a Hyundai. <laughs> what my most frustrating thing is stuff. is like I'll click on something that's like a, a list or something that's like you know t- top 15 um best movies from the 80s that you've forgotten about or whatever right. like, that could be amusing mm-hmm. if it's a gallery and i had to go to each page oh, no. i get i go nuts it's like why not just give me a scrolling list i only have to open one page and especially those if I'm on galleries mobile. always have a few of those frames that are like this right this frame is an ad and, right. and, and, and what that's what that's stride. about, if I'm to understand it correctly, is that the the number of clicks, the more clicks, yeah. then the more they can sell that Ad spot space, yeah. to to the uh, to the advertising people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's it's rigged. Yep. yep. The whole the damn whole thing is rigged. rigged. It's all rigged. It's no fair. There's a clip that actually I showed Vanessa, which actually I wanted to talk about. Oh my gosh. Uh, but it was literally like a 10-second clip, and it was on a Major League Baseball thing, and there we had to watch oh, a Bank of that. America ad for 20 seconds before we could get to it. And this was the clip of the T-Rex throwing out the first pitch. Did you guys that guy did a pretty damn good job. I'm yeah. not, I'm not kidding. That's the craziest thing. Really, I, and I, I wonder how hard – it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. It was really cool. if, I mean, if people haven't seen it, it is uh, basically – Yeah, I guess Google it is, is the right way to do it. it but it's well. someone in – an. Would you describe that as an animatronic costume? Kind of, but I don't know how much how much is puppetry and how much is actual magic. Like, well, so it may, yeah, animatronic <laughs> is not the right uh, expression then. I mean, it is it is a puppet essentially. It, like when you watch it, it looks like computer graphic. I mean, like it's it looks like either a real dinosaur or a special effects. It's like a real dinosaur. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's French. I'm almost positive yeah, it started it, in France. It yeah. looks extremely French the way that it's done. Because he has the beret and he's smoking. It, right, yeah. That's exactly right. Yes, and there's an it's accordion a softly in the it's background. It's a Cirque du Soleilosaurus. <laughs> yes, it, it's exactly it. So anyway, so the Tyrannosaurus... Uh, Rex yep. Yep. throws out the first pitch at the ball game. He like runs onto the field like a dinosaur yeah. and just, I mean. They yeah. put it's the ball crazy. in his mouth right. and Gripped. he whips his head and throws an actually one hop strike. Listen, my brother threw out the first pitch at a Donji game last year and it was a much worse pitch than <laughs> T-Rex. And he's got two fully functioning arms. Yeah. I mean, T-Rex have long. little. Yeah. Yes, yes. It would have been better if the T-Rex had used those little stubby T-Rex arms yeah. to throw the pitch out. Right. But, uh, Isn't it weird to think there's some engineer that probably could you know, stop all the missiles in the world. I do something so fantastic, and his job is to like program the pitch, right? The mouth pitch of right. the T Rex. Right. Like, wait, are you suggesting that it wasn't real? Oh no, I'm not. Oh, oh, Sorry. Okay. No, because I go back to bed. I, no, I, no, I suddenly, I suddenly had to reassess my it's, world. It's the moon landing at first pitches. But <laughs> oh, no. uh, what, what I love is after he. Th- through the pitch, whatever, yeah. after he swung his head and the pitch went in, he then, like, kind of went at one of the players right. or whatever, like, took two steps towards and the players like, whoa, no, no, no. <laughs> right, right, don't mess with you know, me. That's yeah. a, you know that's a dude in a suit, right? There's, yeah. there's something that struck me in, and I don't know, 
the clip that I saw, it didn't show him running on the field. It was just of the pitch. But at, uh, at the time, um, members of the San Diego Padres groundskeeping uh, crew are uh, just sort of fixing up the mound before the start of the game. And the T-Rex is in front of the mound. So you can actually see the way the, uh, the camera angle is. You can see a couple of the guys, the grounds crew, working on the mound. And, and one of them, right as the pitch happens, one of them like sort of looks up and then does a double take. Like he suddenly realizes, <laughs> holy <dinosaur>? shit, <laughs> there's a dinosaur throwing a ball to a fryer. Well, the rest. It's amazing. His, this one guy, you can see him on uh, the camera. Oh, my gosh. The, that's the awesome. Everybody else is kind of like, and eh, we've seen LMFAO do this. Right. We've seen this. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, we're, numb, we're numb to this. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, but I thought was like, a lot of kids go to the ballpark, right? right. Like, especially like it's a matinee. Mm-hmm. Matinee. Wow. It's not like Whoa, a ton of music. No, it's, it's a day true. game. It's yeah. a day game. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, they tend to do like family packs and that kind of stuff, too. This is a pretty massive it's a pretty scary looking dinosaur. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there were kids that were traumatized. Right. Mommy, why is the dinosaur? But that's so magical, too. What a cool memory would that be? True. Like, if you were at that age where you're not totally with it yet, you would be convinced forever. Like, no, I saw a real dinosaur. An actual dinosaur yeah. on the field at the same time as, as a fryer. As a fryer. <laughs> and some baseball players. Which I think, if I'm not mistaken, is proof that the creationists are right. Yeah, right. Finally. There it is. Finally, they've got. We should send that clip to people. Like you guys, uh, see, you got a little ammo. Sorry, I figured I'd interject a little religion and politics. Uh, That's good. We'd because, like to go there. Oh, really? Yeah. Terrific. No. <laughs> it's the worst. My my brother does a podcast, a political podcast uh, that is purely uh, political. It's called Vox Populi, and uh, he is a political junkie and is very good at it. He yeah. can talk for hours. Uh, you know, uh, with plenty of sound and fury uh, signifying whatever you I'm want. I'm sure that's fun at uh, holidays. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and he's asked me uh, to help uh, a number of times to go be sort of a co-host yeah. or at least in the room. And I am not a fan <laughs> of that. I would so much rather talk, you know, uh, dinosaurs yeah. or uh, friars, but separately. That's kind of like what, what dolphins, this what was it whole podcast, dolphins, dolphins. Dolphin Juice, that's what kind of this whole podcast was founded on it yeah. was sort of like the whole idea was like look we're not going to talk about anything important we're, yeah. we're going to give Good. you the water cooler bullshit and whenever we do it makes someone somewhere angry and we remember why we should never do that. <laughs> no well, we, i don't want to stir up anything like yeah. let's just turn our brains off and well, enjoy just like, each other. people that i know Watch that are like little blurb from bank of america yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people i know that are super political are always upset about something yeah and i'm just kind of like oh, just relax yeah. dude yeah dinosaurs well, are throwing out first pitches <laughs> we live in a golden age <laughs> <laughs> Let's enjoy this. Very, very true. Give somebody a hug and watch a cat video. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> so funny. And then they'll argue that we're just flip and that we're, you know, like, there's all this stuff going on in the world and you should be around. It's right. like, well, we can be active in our own life, but we don't have to right. make other people listen to it. That's it. What is it? A <laughs> green environment like starts in yeah. your own front yard. And then the good brain starts on the podcast. That's, That's what right. they say. Here we go. Yes, yes <laughs> sure, it is sure, what they sure. say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't really have patience for politics, but I also don't really have patience for weird performance art. Oh, gosh. And that was not a good segue. Uh, no, sorry. Usually he has a good segue. But, uh, okay, so this. I was clunky. No, I felt that it. it was good. It was good. Patience some some was of it's key. good, patience. but, like, we've talked about it before that, like, I had gone to that thing in New York where yeah. the woman was just Maria sitting, in, yeah, would just sit in a room and, and just stare forward, and you'd sit in a chair across from her, and you're not, she won't talk to you, and but you just like make eye contact with her or whatever. Is this the? Uh, she would do this for like six hours a day. The, Marina, what's her name? Yeah. Ambrovich. Yeah. I know. I'm yeah, saying yeah, it wrong. yeah. I know. I think I remember. She uh, also like weighed it. in on the whole Shia LaBeouf 
performance she or anything. She trained Lady Gaga. She, yeah. she, her husband was also an ex, was a performance artist, and they walked across the Great Wall and met each other in the middle. Oh. Like, it was a whole, I don't know. It's lovely. I mean, you said ex-performance artist, and I, and I just was reminded <laughs> of, of what they say about, like, people that work in the CIA. You know, you're, there's, you're never an ex <laughs> I don't think you ever, you're never an ex-performance you artist. You never leave that totally no, behind. That's right. <laughs> But so there's this one that's happening right now, this Chinese performance artist who uh, removed his own rib without anesthesia and then wears it around his neck. Huh. It's a thing called one meter. We've all meter... been doing it as a party trick and yeah. this guy tries to make it art. It's called one meter democracy. <laughs> he, it was to show tension between the individual and state. I don't know. There's a big long blurb <laughs> explaining it. But really it's like he made a decision that's like three feet long and took out his own rib. Mm. And it's disgusting. <laughs> well, uh, you know, um, there was a doctor I, on hand. Oh, good! Thank goodness. So, well, I, did he watch a lot of videos? Like, how do you know how to do that? To take out a rib? I mean, aren't, uh, aren't we supposed sh- to leave that to the experts? <laughs> I'm sure if you Google how to take out a rib, you will have many tutorials. And Honey, if you're listening, Eve at any point, right? That's you know? that's the joke. Yeah, there's Buzzfeed's 32 ways to remove your rib, <laughs> right. and you will believe what out. happens next. <laughs> uh, honey, don't Google uh, how to take out a rib. <laughs> I guarantee, if we did it, we would find terrible things. <sighs> any every whatever you can think of on the internet, it's probably there. Uh, oh yeah, you can look up. You can put any word in front of fetish. I do that sometimes. Any words? Just, like, like the phrase any cheese word? Cheese fetish. Oh, okay. Oh, you could do any word fetish. Any, any and they'll word be fetish. like, verbs. Are there, oh, man. <laughs> Are there fetish fetishes? Dangling participles. Does <laughs> that sound Ew. like a good fetish? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good. Uh, yeah, it's just weird to me. Like, uh, Why is that weird to you, Cole? You're so uptight. Did I know. you guys happen to catch, uh, and uh, this jumped a into predator? my head because of um, <laughs> because uh, because of the fact that this performance artist uh, is uh, ch- Chinese. Um, oh God, it was uh, I forget where the museum was, but there was uh, there was um, what is that word? There's a uh, you know a piece, a, an art piece by uh, this very famous Chinese artist uh, whose name escapes me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bunch of vases, uh, and uh, they were all uh, beautiful, old-looking vases. And it was, it was set in front of a big, uh, blown-up picture of him, this uh, artist, dropping. Uh, like a Ming Dynasty vase. There's like a, a series of three pictures. Uh, one where he's holding the Ming Dynasty vase, one where it's in the air, and one where it's crashed on the ground. Oh, God, I wish I could remember the guy's name. I'll look it up. Uh, and what happened was uh, somebody was inspired by this art uh, you know, uh, piece to do the same thing. So he took one of the terracotta vases that was created for the piece, picked it up in the museum, and dropped it. Whoa. And... Uh, it's on the internet. You can find uh, footage of it. Somebody, uh, you know, had their iPhone handy enough, uh, or Samsung Galaxy Three handy, right. handy enough to uh, to get it. And it is one of the most amazing noises you will ever oh my hear. Gosh. And it's it's brilliant. The artist himself uh, said that the, this was kind of a lousy way to show appreciation for the art, uh, in that he destroyed one of the vases that was not a Ming Dynasty vase, uh, but one that had been created by the artist and valued at about thirty thousand dollars, I think. Um, the and artist I'm, was Ai Weiwei? Yeah, Ai Weiwei. And then the dropper was Maximo Camarnero. Oh, good for Maximo. Now he's got his name Maximo in the uh, in the papers. Uh, yeah. 
It's, and it it's, was a one million dollar base. Is that what they've got it at now? I thought. Yeah. He, oh, I thought they they talked him down to thirty grand. You know some. <laughs> it's it's an astounding. I mean, if you have get a chance to to look it up and and find it, it is yeah. one of the most amazing things just to listen to because the sound of the vase breaking. I don't know. Maybe it's because of how it grew up, but the sound of uh, glass or terracotta in this yeah. case breaking is so satisfying in some way. Yeah. And to think that it was <laughs> uh, an incredibly valuable piece of that makes art, it even more delicious. Right? Like, and oh. that you know. Uh, the, the Ming uh, vase in the photograph uh, that it was owned by the artist Weiwei uh, and so he, I forget how much he spent on it uh, to buy it and make it his own so he had the right I guess to destroy it to destroy it, it. Was, oh, golly it's an was amazing the, sound was That's the internet crazy. headline no Weiwei was that no Weiwei <laughs> I love that was that there I love that no it wasn't Cole no, no, it it was. that used to be the days like <laughs> when they would come out with like movie reviews or whatever and like because back when headlines were a thing, and like they would just try to find a clever way to tie it in, yeah. like you know, like the Flintstones movie, yeah, dab but don't, or whatever, like <laughs> things like that. Yes, sure. Oh well, no, there's one. Uh, I, I worked on a movie called In Love and War. Uh, That's a great that movie. The uh, critics called In Love and Snore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, they really they, got you. They felt that the pace could have improved a okay. little bit. Yeah. That's yeah. the way they're saying it. That's the, the way they said it. Yeah. And it, uh, I can't stuck. wait to watch that vase smash sound. Yeah. It's spectacular. It's very very satisfying, especially because of the acoustics of the room itself, which is uh, you know a, a museum of sorts. Uh, and oh, it's a sizable vase, mm-hmm. and you can hear the. Uh, I don't know why I'm describing it. People can just go look at it. You can hear the security guard go down top. That. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah, right before. Oh my god! So good. Oh, so, so good. I'm just understanding what happened. He wasn't. I thought this other artist that smashed it. That Ma- was like Maximo. A, I thought Maximo. That was a planned performance. No, no, oh. no, no, no. He was. Uh, he was suddenly he was, he was inspired the in the moment, oh, looking at the pictures I he was of Wei to do it as an art piece. No, no, no. Oh, he went all Hulk smash. Yes, and that's what yes. happened. Oh, it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just pretty impressive. It's did pretty you guys impressive. ever read the Ramona Quimby books? Yeah, you did. Yeah, Ramona Quimby, age eight, things like that. Yeah. So in the Ramona books, they're kids' books about a. Funny little precocious girl. Is this the one that's friends with Beezus? Yeah, it's uh-huh. sisters with Beezus. Very good. Um, so Ramona, she has the kind of, you know, she's always interested in like a little bit of naughty things. And somebody has an accordion. Her friend has an accordion. And she wants to smash it so badly and sit on it for that satisfying noise. Like she dreams about it. And then she does it. And it is the most satisfying. Like, harumph. Yes. And I was thinking about that. Because that, I always used to be so jealous reading that book. I'm like, she got to do it. There's something really satisfying. I have a, a, a good uh, friend uh, back in the days. Uh, well, he's still a good friend. But <clears throat> back in the days when I was... Uh, Living in Baltimore and, and vibing as uh, much as humanly possible, uh, who, we, were, we were in a bar and uh, and one night something happened. Something did something uncool unto him, and he got so upset about it that um, uh, he uh, stormed out of. He took his, his Budweiser bottle, stormed out of the bar, and I followed him to make you know see what was happening. Uh, it took a couple of steps and then threw it as hard as he could across the street, uh, and his he had hoped that it would land like at the curb. Uh, and make it a terrific yeah. smash, but instead he threw it a little high, and it hit. Uh, it landed in some ivy, and it just you know. So there was oh. the, the storm and the throw, and then it just went like. <laughs> so what he did was he turned right around, went back into the bar, grabbed another beer, oh ran back my outside, gosh. and threw it this again. This is gonna feel good until he got the crash. And I will say there was something lovely about it finally making that noise, achieving that. And then and then we you know we got to discussing the problem at hand, which I believe uh, Homer Simpson put the best. 
which is alcohol, <laughs> the solution to and cause of all the world's problems. <laughs> I think he said it the other way around, though. Homer? Is, yes. He's always got away with words. I believe that was Homer, wasn't it? I think it was. I feel like it's on T-shirts. Yeah. It- yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. There's not too many conversations that go, I believe it was Homer Simpson. Once. <laughs> well, truth and you're not told, hanging out with the right people. I mean, you know, those guys have introduced a philosophy of sorts oh, over the yeah. last 30 years that I think is responsible in a lot of ways for people having their eyes opened uh, to the world around them in a positive way. You know, yeah. I, I know that I know that uh, Bart Simpson got all of us in trouble that were in high school when he was mm-hmm. getting in trouble. Uh, people, because people don't have a cow, man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, but, I, you know, it, uh, I, it's sort of, you know, graining, graining, groaning. How do we say that? Graining, you know, he sort of revealed a fair few secrets about, uh, well, at, at, at least he put a voice to a lot of the things that I think people were thinking about yeah. modern day society and still does. Yeah. You know, and it was one of the first that was on national television, if, if I can remember correctly. The rest, you know, like to learn about stuff like that, you had to get the old, you know, Lenny Bruce tapes or George Carlin tapes. Right. You know. I and mean, I used to love the Simpsons short on Tracy Ullman show. Yeah. Right. Um, I just remember one where they're playing football in the yard and um, Homer throws a pass and he's like, go, go long, Bert, or whatever. And so he, you know, he's got his back to whatever's, you know, in front of him because he's running, trying to look for the pass and like, you know, shrub, Bart, shrub. And he jumps over that and tree, Bart, tree. And he jumps over that cliff, Bart, cliff. And then obviously can't do anything there. Uh, there Um, But if you look at like season one or two of the Simpsons and then you look at any, like just jump 10 seasons, it's amazing. The transformation, the animation, the Mm -hmm. voice work, everything just, it just totally, it seemed gradual when you watched it you know live but like now it's so different yeah interesting yeah even like homer's voice like castellanata really changed the way he did the voice after season one big time yeah go back check it out people's <laughs> gone a little time warp that's what i'm saying so okay so you've you've been working for a long long time yeah give or take give yeah, or yeah. take sure uh, it's I'll, not an uh, age dig as a typical actor, what I keyed into was working, and I'm like, wow, you know, I don't work all the time. <laughs> Sometimes there's stretches where I really don't work. But yes, no, the answer is dad gummit. Yes, I've been working for a long, long time. When I, was your first project, like oof. of any... Uh, eight years old, so that would have been maybe I was nine. That would have been. I mean, that's uh, kind of waiting a while, coming from a like a professional family. In a, you know? in a way, yeah. Well, it, the the waiting is the hardest part. Uh, <laughs> it's it all started when Sean um, worked on a movie of the week with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, she did a bazillion movies of the week, uh, and one was an after school special uh, called "Please Don't Hit Me, Mom." And they what asked was it if about? her. Just it was, kidding. It, <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, and they asked if her son would be interested in playing the son, um, which is amazing for myriad uh, reasons or a myriad of reasons. I never forget if the article exists. I think it's with that. no article. No article. But very I think good. actually either you can you do. can do both. I yes. think it's right. acceptable both ways. Yes. All right. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, <laughs> There's a myriad of ways finish. that it's appropriate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, so uh, Sean went to work on it, and uh, and I went to visit the set one day. He was. I guess he was around 10 or 11 and uh i saw how much uh fucking attention he was getting <laughs> and i thought man i want to do that so uh i begged my folks and begged my folks and eventually they relented and it was probably a year and a half or two years after that that i got to audition for uh a movie for the week called finder of lost 
was it Finder of Lost Love? No, uh, called Lois Gibbs and the Love Canal. Oh, good. Hmm. Which is about a place a called Love Canal <laughs> in New Jersey. Which, uh, yeah, it really does sound filthy, doesn't it? Vagina, oh, yeah. the movie. <laughs> no, it was a place called Love Canal in New Jersey that was uh, the site of uh, some toxic waste dumping. Uh, oh. And uh, there was a lady named Lois Gibbs who uh, fought against the man to, uh, to get it fixed. Uh, as best she could, and I played uh, one of the kids that uh, came down with something from which he didn't recover. Oh no! Uh, so that I was nine, I think, when I did that, and then uh, a couple more other jobs until the facts of life happened when I was eleven. Wow! Yeah. Well, the, when I finally got on to the facts of life was when I was eleven. <laughs> the facts of life happened long before I. <laughs> so you took the good, you took I, the bad. I took them both, <laughs> and then you had, then a you cool, had the facts of life. A great gosh darn time. Uh, <laughs> Which you were on for four seasons? Yeah, parts of four seasons. Five to eighty-eight. Yeah, I, I was on. I started in season six, and the show wrapped in season nine. So that seems like three, but it's actually four. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, um, and, and sh- that show went for a long time. Yeah, it started in like in seventy-nine or eighty. Seventy-nine. Or yeah, yeah, wrapped in eighty-seven. That's crazy. Wow. It was a good long time, and uh, had you know a little bit of casting changes here and there. But boy, oh the boy. core of the show was basically <laughs> the same. You got, I mean, Clooney was on around the same time you were. Right, on, Clooney right? got there about a season and a half after I did, right. and left uh, about half a season uh, before the show finished. Maybe a full season before. Did before he have the, the pig finished. at the time? His pet pig. <laughs> I think he might have. No, I don't think. I think that was pre-pig. I think I think it was oh, a pre-pig Clooney. Pre-pig Clooney. Uh, but he, he did, I remember he did have a, a, a retriever named uh, Sam oh. uh, that he got as a puppy. And Sam uh, Sam was a source of great delight, as much uh, a source of delight as was Clooney, who, yeah. you know, put stars in everybody's eyes uh, throughout the production. <laughs> I'll never forget, uh, the, the, Clooney used to tell it, uh, used to say that they had, uh, he and Sam the dog would have farting contests, <laughs> uh, which Clooney said he always won uh, because he had no sense of smell left. <laughs> no matter how bad Sam the dog made it smell, didn't bother George. Oh, didn't bother George. George. God, he was the best. He still is the best. I mean, you know, if ever there's a perfect example of somebody for whom fortitude and longevity is, uh, you know, couldn't happen without one another, uh, it's that guy. Because yeah. he, he, you know, worked on a bazillion shows that never went anywhere or played a bazillion parts on shows that weren't uh, going to go much further until... Yeah. And even uh, his movie career, like then he was in like Return of the Killer Tomatoes, right? With my like old that. man, my dad was in that movie. That's right. Yeah, uh-huh. Professor Gangrene. Oh that was actually gosh. that was really it was a great experience because this was after Facts of Life had wrapped by uh, I think about two years, and I went down to visit the old man, and then Clooney and I, you know, like he gave me a ride home from the set one night and just sort of checked in with the young fella to see oh. how he was doing and make sure he wasn't you know screwing up, <laughs> which was great. That's yeah. a pretty dreamy memory. Yeah, he's yeah. a good man. So this is thing that lives online. You're probably very aware of it. Oh my gosh, it's uh, the best thing I've ever seen. It is called Up Close with Mackenzie. Oh, yes. Wow, this is a this is a very very touchy subject. Oh, is it? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, honestly, but it's good because I have to work through it. I really uh, have to work through it. I mean, it's what it's, is it? It's, it's, well, it's very it's question. very much a product of his time. Yeah, it's, it's very much. very much. It's '87, I think, is when the thing was right. made. Yes. So it's strange editing. It's a mix between like a a heartthrob cam like. Portrait of a heartthrob and also like getting deep. Oh boy, what is it? What actually is it? Well, it, it has like the just just the, the photo shoot at the beginning with like the graphics is like very eighty seven. Like very. The, the the it does like the graphic thing where like like 
frames will come in Freeze. like it's like on a star right. yeah. or something right. and like right. it's just like the stuff you used like it was like very base editing so which is hilarious to look at it like it's people try to replicate that now when they're trying to pay homage <laughs> right. to exactly. it yeah. and it always comes off not quite right but like that's a good example <laughs> of what they're trying to do and yes. is the is it Great America where you are Paramount's Great America is that the amusement park you're at oh uh, no that's uh, Magic Mountain okay yeah. so I think it's both Six Flags so that's probably uh, right yeah so right. oh is it called uh, Great America now the one up north is in Santa Clara oh yeah so yes uh, technically six yes. flag yes things and so yeah so it's just this this weird mashup of all sorts who of made things. it Oof. who made it who made it who is that the wrong it? question <clears throat> no uh well i'm you know it was uh it was an endeavor that seemed like a terrific idea at the time. I was uh, coming off of, uh, you know, relative success uh, working on a show that was decently rated and had been around for a while. I was uh, as full of myself as I've ever been. Uh, and I had um, a manager who was like, hey, here's an opportunity to make some more scratch. Uh, and so the idea was like a, you know, what we would call a fanzine now yeah. or what we would call yep. a reality show now, even though, uh, you know, there's quite a bit of editing that's different than the reality shows as we've grown accustomed to them. But it was like a, like a video feature, you know, to, to spend time uh, with me and to hear all my thoughts on all the things in the world and to sell it for 1995, you know, all the uh, teeny bopper magazines. Oh, it was a release. Oh, yeah, released release. as, a, as a VHS. And, uh, you know, and, and the goal was to, to make as much money as possible, uh, which you know, uh, for uh, you know, which I didn't get at yeah. the time. I mean, I, th- I think it took me a while to figure out that was the goal. I thought that you know, it was actually an opportunity for me to show everybody how fucking cool I was. Well, you were fourteen. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my and god! If they had done off... a video of me at fourteen, do you know what that would have been? It would mostly well, you're fourteen. You're coming off a very trip. successful show. I mean, mm-hmm. and it shows you like signing autographs for teenage girls and right. that kind of thing too at the time. So like. It was like the teen beat time for you. Oh, you know God. what I mean? And it then it catered so... to it catered to that audience. It Naturally. wasn't meant for like anybody else, really. Right. So like but it's just a product. there's a lot of those kinds of things out there if you look around. It was just right. a yeah, there's, so there's other young uh, showbiz folks that had uh, things like that. It, not I, I don't know if mine was the first or if it was close to the first or whatever, but it's uh whew. It is tough to watch for me. Well, you come off like it's tough very. To watch. It, you come off very mature in a lot of ways. Like that was the plan. You know, like. that was definitely the plan. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you know what I hear now is somebody that is so full of themselves and anxious to make sure that everybody else knows, you know, how smart he is or how interesting he is or whatever. And, and there was also, you know, that was a pretty fractious time in my life mm. in that my folks uh, had been divorced for a couple of years and it was a weird sort of, my mom had just gotten remarried, my stepfather's in it, uh, and my dad's in it in a certain segment. And it's just, to me, it, it, to me, it, it reeks of the hollowness of the 80s in attempt to make as much money as possible, taking advantage of as many people as mm. possible. And so, um, and so what I hear, what I hear is, is an adolescent kid that's still trying to figure out why his parents aren't married anymore. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, there's, and, there, and someone who's also, you know, just dealing with, with issues bigger than one should be be dealing with on fucking television yeah. as it were so anyway you know it's it's a weird it's a very strange uh place for me i uh, <laughs> oh, it's a different man. time too i mean Dude. there was the internet didn't exist at all no. like so there was and you know three networks or whatever so that kind of thing is like 
Nowadays, you would just do press junket for a thing, or you would just do a right. behind-the-scenes footage thing or whatever as an extra for a DVD or whatever. But right. this is like a very different time period for that kind well, of thing. Well, and to unknowing eyes, it doesn't read like that. It Ugh. just reads as like such a campy See, product. I, I of the, it's so nostalgic to watch. That's the thing that I have you know? to remember because to me, it really – and you know, I, I have to grow up at some point. I'm 41 years old, you know. and I have to get over that goddamn thing. But it's still, it still stings. It it's, still stings. It's a time capsule thing. It's like this is, this is something that happened at that time. And I mean it's yeah. – it, it basically lives on VHS and on YouTube. It's oh. not like it's like. <laughs> did you watch the whole thing? Uh, not all of it. I can't imagine. Did I you, watched. Did you watch the whole thing? thing? But to me, Holy it just feels shit. like a hundred percent nostalgia. Like it's so. I'm sad that it makes you feel so bad because I think you have to know to anybody's eyes that's watching it. Right. There's yeah. none of the reading into it. It's just right. more like now they're at the zoo. Uh, now they got a cat. Like it's just like the oh, most fun '80s kind of thing. So funny to me. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Thank you. It's so you know what's funny is every time that it comes up uh, no matter with whom I'm having the conversation it uh, turns into a little bit of a therapy session yeah. so uh, I need to ask if you guys take check yep yeah anything is fine I mean there's lots, there's lots of okay. things <laughs> there's lots of things that live online if, if you look for either like oh, the, the, boy, bring the whistle it. the whistle from uh, Iron Will that's online? Mm-hmm. What the hell? People pull that out. There's like, it's yeah. like mean? Iron Will whistle. Like you the, mean the actual whistle itself? No, just like the, oh. the scene. Yeah. Oh, where right. like sure. people And people love that. And I loved Iron Will when oh I was a kid. Oh, my God. It's a good time. So yeah. good. We didn't know what the whistle was when we shot it. What do you mean? We didn't, we, it hadn't been decided on. The notes of oh, the whistle wow. had oh, not been decided on. So, uh, so what you hear, I think, in the film is different than what people were making with their uh, faces uh, at the finish line <laughs> at the time, which is crazy. It's mostly... And, right. <laughs> that's it. Everyone that's was it. just doing Andy Griffin. <laughs> right. Whistle what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. What was it like to work with the animals? Oh, fantastic. I'm that was the best so part. I got to keep one of those dogs, too. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah, no way. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, what they call the wheel dog, uh, which uh, means that it's closest to the sled, one of the ones, the dogs that pull the, the most. And he would be on my left uh, almost uh, the entire production. His name was Kita. Oh. Uh, and he didn't have a home. They'd gotten him from the pound uh, before the, the shoot. And so somebody told me that, or I overheard that at some point, and I said, oh, can I keep him? Can I keep him? And they were game, uh, which was great. That dog was a total fucking homewrecker. <laughs> <laughs> that dog had no business being a in Southern California, b uh, in uh, you know under the the tutelage of someone as irresponsible as a twenty year old me, uh, and three uh, he just he was he had no time for my bullshit. Oh that dog my gosh. gone out so many times. Are you so serious? Many, oh yeah, gone for a couple of days here and there. And he'd always turn up. Oh. I watched that dog get hit by a car on Whitsit. <gasps> And get up, shake it off, and walk right what? back. That dog was the toughest dog that ever that oh, ever wow. lived. That dog ate its way through a window of a house in Beverly Hills. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. A window? A window? Like a glass gone? <laughs> window pane gone? I got home, and the guy from the security uh, company was sort of pinned by Kita, like because the do- you know the alarm had gone off because the window uh, had been corrupted, <laughs> and he got there, and the dog had just had him. He was a wonderful dog. Kita. Oh yeah. my gosh! Uh, the button on that story is that uh, I lived in Colorado for a stretch, and we were able to find a couple of folks that were looking to adopt a dog. They had six dogs and wanted a seventh for a sled team. <gasps> so 
he ended up with a couple of school teachers and lived out his days. And in, he got to be a sled dog. Got to be a sled oh, dog. Oh, that's amazing! Which was terrific. As soon as as soon as he rid himself of the show business guy, <laughs> he, he got back to work, which is what they do. You picked up the signals of him eating his way out of the home. Oh my god! I'll, I'll <laughs> never subtle, forget but... the look on the guy's face. You know, from like selective security or whatever. He's like, "Do you know this dog?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, he's cool, Keita, knock it off." Oh, <laughs> I wonder if the rest of the dogs at his new place were like, "Oh, here comes Hollywood." <laughs> right. Right. Picture dog coming through. Oh, that's so funny. They were great. They were. That was such a terrific job. Such a terrific opportunity. And it, you know, I went into it thinking, "Oh, a Disney film. I'm so much cooler than a Disney film. Ah, for kids. Blah blah blah." And then uh, got into the cold and got into uh, dog sledding and got to know the dogs and had a great fucking time for it's ninety days. It's a great movie. Too. Yeah, it holds up. Yeah, I mean, I really loved it. It holds so up, much. which is nice. Well, we just had a twenty year reunion screening in Duluth, Minnesota, where the majority of the picture was made. They, uh, it's been 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Oh, they, no. they called me up and asked if I'd like to come to the Duluth Superior Film Festival. Oh, wow. Uh, they would have a, a, a big uh, to-do. They did have a big... They was, their mayor was there. Oh, my gosh. The old train running. They declared it Iron Wheel Day. It was oh, a big... Oh, that's awesome. ...to-do, yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty exciting. Uh, and it was, you know, it brought back a lot of memories. It was such a terrific experience uh, to work on Shitty cast. Terrible uh, all the way through. Kevin Spacey, Awful. Brian Cox, Awful. David Gagenstiers. Awful. It's terrible. Where did they get those guys? <laughs> uh, the hack store. <laughs> no, it was amazing. It was such an amazing experience. And what's funny is, you know, all of those guys were, uh, you know, veterans at the time. And this was just before, I think this was after Usual Suspects was in the can, but before it had come out. So uh, Spacey was a real get. Mm-hmm. And uh, for as jaded as one might think him to be, about doing a Disney film. He brought so much to that character, as did Styers, as did Brian Cox. Holy shit. That's crazy. There's a scene in that movie where the character Brian Cox plays uh, comes and threatens young Will Stoneman. And the day that we shot that particular scene, oh, he scared me so fucking bad that I forgot where I was. Whoa. Like, I forgot what was happening i it was his line is son i don't think you realize who i am and he said that to me with such power that i literally forgot what was happening in my life at the time i i was suddenly like looking at the devil or Hannibal. Whoa. Yeah, he is the first Hannibal lecture. Yeah. <laughs> and, that. Uh, thankfully, I think that's to take the, like, you know, I was able to snap back in and remember what I was supposed to say, but golly, that guy is one talented individual for sure. Yeah, was a- yeah good, good times. Good times. And uh, available on DVD for just <laughs> blah, 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 blah. We'll plug in the price after. Right. <laughs> Digital download, two ninety nine. Anything uh, to lead them away from up close <laughs> with this fractured child. <laughs> oh, forgive the little man. Oh, man. Well, you, you know, could, I got to forgive myself. Yeah. It is. You could just blame Garbage Fail Kids for it if you want. Fuck. Which cool. I how love. Do get, it's a one-two punch. How do we go from bad to worse? <laughs> well... It, I, in how. fairness, uh-huh. on paper, those things were hot. Like the garbage pail. I grew up collecting. They them. were. They were. Definitely it was a hot. big thing, and someone was going to make this movie at some point. Oh, they did. <laughs> they really did. But well, or did they? <laughs> <laughs> what exactly? Oof. Uh-huh. They made a movie. It has a runtime. Uh, there are credits and uh, a garbage can full of uh, space kids. I, I quote one of the newspapers that reviewed the film when it came out with this phrase. 
a stunningly inept and utterly reprehensible bit of film. You hang on to too many things. You gotta let these things Listen, go. Truth is truth, sister. <laughs> and whoever wrote that phrase was not fucking wrong. It resonates. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's got a little bit of cult life in it. People did. You mean grow it was like it. looked like it was made by a cult? <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you you've, you've been interviewed through the years of like by people that are like really into it, right? Uh, the garbage pail kids. Yeah, it's the craziest thing. Uh, people are really into yeah. it. And somebody said to me just recently, literally two nights ago, uh, the the sheer what the fuckery of that film is so strong that it is completely engaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know people. It, it is shocking to people when they view that movie how, A, the movie got made, B, the movie makers could not see what they were doing, and C, <laughs> that it got released, and, you know, the child service wasn't called. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's so much wrong uh, that takes place within that film, and, and it all – it's so funny, too, because, like, the underlying message – uh, that uh, being that beauty is in the eye of behold, the beholder. Oh, that's or if you uh, listen to some of the the, the songs uh, in the film, uh, <laughs> we can do anything by working with each other. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable that movie. I read an interview with the director uh, that he gave um, probably about ten years after the film. Is his last movie, by the way? Yes. <laughs> What a legacy. (laughs) Oh, dear gosh. I know I'm going to run into his daughter or his son uh, at some point and have to, you know, ask them what the fuck he was thinking. uh, In this interview, uh, he says, uh, you know, somebody asked him, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. And his response clearly was, listen, that was a money picture. You know, we all knew that it was a piece of shit and we were just doing it for the money. Everybody knew that. Which was disappointing to read yeah. because I didn't I didn't know that I, I had no idea that's what we were doing I thought we were making well, the goodies. How rude is that to everyone? Well, I mean, it's honest. <laughs> it is honest. Well, it's not something that lends itself to a big screen adaptation. You know, you know, they're they're parody sticker cards of the Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes. So, as a screenwriter, if you're given the assignment of like, hey. Take these uh, inappropriate, disgusting Cabbage Patch yeah. doll cards and write a narrative film about it. Mm. That's a tough assignment. That's a tough assignment. That is a tough assignment. But they still do that. I mean, like, Lego Movie. That's, like, the the best twin sister possible. But, you know, there is a way within that, right? Well, as long as it, 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 you got to start in outer space, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you need uh, some sort of uh, flying... Uh, well, garbage pail, garbage yeah. pail. Oh, yeah. That's yep. good. That's good. Uh, Some and, songs, right? A little bit of music. Yeah. We'll put that in there. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We need a message. What's the message going to be? <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is so bizarre. It's a weird movie. It is <laughs> yeah. a little out there. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yes. it's also, you know, it's again a product of his time. Yeah. It's, it's like only in the '80s would that happen the way that that happened. Well, before okay. you got here, we were watching a clip of a movie that. Cole found that he had like a nightmare-ish remembrance of Fuzzbucket. Yeah. Ooh. Fuzzbucket was made in 86. Mick Garris directed it, who did a lot of the Stephen King adaptations, strangely. Um, I, I think I... And I think he may have also done a LA story. Is there a... Yes. A little, like, imaginary the, creature that comes to life with a mouse the, face yeah. and crazy teeth. So yeah. basically, this kid has an imaginary friend, it is, and he makes this, ooh. like, green goo concoction, and then Fuzzbucket drinks it, and then appears, materializes, and he's, like, this basically this little, like, rat boy thing. Uh, is is really Fuzzbucket a, a, a good... Uh, 
character? Good to the boy. Yeah, he's like a mischievous little mischievous. friend. But it also has, um, it's got Robin Lively in it from Teen Witch, who's done the podcast, who we love. Yeah, right? Uh, Joe Regalbuto, who was on Murphy Brown. Sure. Um, but the thing is, like, it's it's Disney, I think, actually made it in wow. some capacity because they're the ones who put it out on, like, a DVD. and a th- so, But it's also one of those things that, like, when you're eight years old or ten years old and you see this thing on TV, and if you're a child of HBO, like I am, and that kind of stuff too, you probably have seen it a lot. Yeah. It just keeps popping up a lot and you happen to turn it on. And then all of a sudden, you just develop a thing for it. You watch it 20 years later and you realize it does not in any way hold up. Well, it's like I've talked about Peanut Butter Solution before. Yeah, That's another but you have, movie. But it's it, so it shaped weird. your childhood. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't a good thing, but there was something about it, the imagination of it, or something that clicked with you sure. that just was entertaining to you or just it just has – it takes you to a nostalgic place. So for that reason alone, it's it's got value. It's got worth because yeah. it takes you to a place that you remember like – well, you know the, this. The, uh, yes, absolutely. The, uh, there was um, a couple years back. There was a, a screening of the Garbage Pail Kids at Cinespace, and it was uh, attached to. Uh, wait, I take that back. Not Cinespace. Uh, it was at the uh, the uh, uh, the silent movie theater. Yeah, for oh, yeah. Cinefamily. <clears throat> for Cinefamily. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was uh, attached to an art show uh, that uh, took place at a place on Melrose, the name of which escapes me. Probably Gallery 1988. I think it yep. was Gallery 1988. Yep. Wow, I'm so glad you're here. Cold <laughs> next uh, what am I going to say next? <laughs> no, but it was, uh, you know, what was nice was that there was a bunch of art that had been inspired by people, people's experiences uh, with, with the film. And, you know, the theater was packed and people seemed to uh, enjoy it or, you know, they didn't uh, come at uh, any of us with uh, torches. But it, <laughs> it held, you know, it, it holds a particular place in someone's psyche, yes, like you say about exactly. Foss Bucket. And there's, there is value in that, uh, I have to believe. Otherwise... Uh, yeah, I agree. Otherwise, uh, Good long look in the mirror is yeah. coming. Exactly. People are still talking about it 25 years later. So right, a so lot of movies. Brush your shoulders off. Yeah. This is also the first time Fuzz Bucket has been talked about in 25 years. Yeah. Um, let's do first. It's yeah. a different one every podcast. A different first from life. This one is: What was the first cereal you can remember buying because of a free toy inside? It's a deep cut because we're on episode 148. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can see the toy. What does the toy look like? It's one of those uh, creepy crawly uh, spiders that's covered in uh, or the octopus stuff? type thing. Yeah, you, you throw, throw it, it and it crawls yeah. down a wall. Crawls on the wall. I remember those oh, things. Oh god, those are awesome. What's that? Was that? The was smell it, of was those it a things. rice checks? Was it a? Was it kicks? Maybe it was in kicks. Ooh, I forget. That's a good choice I if forget. it was. That's a good cereal. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, was it? Yeah, I think it was kicks. Were well, you always allowed to eat any kind of cereal you wanted? No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, very rarely uh, would we get the sugar stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was usually because somebody came to town and uh, bought it uh, you oh, know, without yeah. our parents' knowledge. But we were mostly a uh, grape nuts and wheat churn yep. house. Uh, Cheerios was okay. Um, uh, but even that had too much uh, something at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, Kicks we were allowed to have, I think, because they're of the commercial. They're pretty low sugar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. and they're mother approved. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? Kids like uh, Kicks for what Kicks has got. Moms <laughs> like Kicks for what Kicks has, has not. That's right. Well, Which I guess was... we'll buy three. <laughs> that sounds okay. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Kicks. I'll go kicks. with Kicks. Nice. Good guesser. Uh, what's yours? I wasn't allowed to have sugar cereal at all, so... I don't really. Yeah, they don't put prizes in the yeah, healthy stuff. Yeah, you don't stuff. get. Yeah, grape, grape nuts. nuts there's just like a little booklet on gardening. Yeah, fiber. And <laughs> it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Sensible shoes if you send in five coupons. <laughs> um, but I remember. So in the same world that I'm not allowed to eat sugar cereal, somehow we could get Cracker Jacks. 
as like a special oh, snack. Yeah, sure. And so that was where I was really excited to get the prize out. Right. Big time. Um, it was either a, usually a tattoo like a little removable uh, yeah. tattoo or like a little magnifying little glass. Thing. Yeah. Right. Oh, those yeah. little magnifying glasses. Oh my gosh, those were Did great. And sometimes would, like a top. Yeah, yep. top. You know? That's what I remember is the yeah. top. You so that was my spin. first one. Yeah. For me, I think it was uh, Super Golden Crisp. You know the one with Sugar Bear on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dig them. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, that's Dig the frog. Is, my mistake. Is smacks. Yes. How did they get away with that? Honey <laughs> smack. <laughs> smack. Uh, your honey smack. Um, it, was, uh, it was Super Golden Crisp because they were doing some sort of superhero Marvel or DC superhero thing where there was like little free like Batman and, and Wonder Woman and Superman's inside like little figures and I remember really wanting those Aww. which is hilarious because like then when I got into comics I was into Marvel and I could give two shits about DC it's but hilarious. when I was little <laughs> I really wanted the little those little figures but I, I definitely bought a lot of cereal for toys <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah I remember Cereal's wanting good those stuff. Yeah, it I still is. like cereals yeah. well now as a grown up that I can buy things like that I want I don't go too crazy, but my husband, like, he doesn't like to have one cereal at a time. He has to mix at least three together. Ooh, I respect bowl. that move. So, like, every time we go to the grocery store, it's like a whole melange of cereal ends up in the cart. And Good then man. he really is an artist in the morning. That's wonderful. It's really <laughs> That's beautiful. See, yeah. <laughs> so with the little bowl, is like sprinkling three kicks on top. <laughs> right. That's and why the puffs. What is this missing? What is this missing? Granola. Mm. Uh, That's it. Yes. That's Super uh, golden crisp here. Right. And, uh, and three honeycombs. That's right. <laughs> I've made a foam Voila. from these honeycombs. <laughs> I'll be sprinkling on top. <laughs> All right, let's do my questions. Great. Uh, this is uh, this ties into Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, boy. I'm going to read you a list of ten possible Garbage Pail Kids. It's your job, and Vanessa, you can play along because you've okay. not looked at this yet, Yeah. Uh, to say whether you think it's an actual Garbage Pail Kid or one that I just made up. Oh, exciting. All right? This Very is good. Yeah. And keep in this card series has been around forever. Like sure. they kept this done. They've done many incarnations of it. So yeah. And there's a thing online where you can look, look up your name and see if it's there. Right. And if there's things on it for you. Uh, all right, number one, Virus. Iris. I think real. Yeah, I think so too. That is real. Okay, great. That is a garbage pill kit. Number two, HIV Venus. Oh my God. No. HIV Venus? No way. <laughs> That's fake. <laughs> Cole, shame on I you. Because Cole I'll, made that I'll up. I'll give you points <laughs> just I'll for that. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't think. I mean, that's a lawsuit. It is. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Those guys it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, number three, Boney Joni. Uh, that's real. Yeah, I agree. That yeah. is real. For Vanessa Undresser. No, Cole's a pervert. <laughs> it's a garbage <laughs> filter. Wow, unbelievable. It's for reals. Vanessa Undresser. Yeah, it's like Vanessa it doesn't even undresser. like rhyme unless you have a thick like New Jersey. Oh, uh, Vanessa Undresser. Vanessa Undresser. Yeah, yeah, you That's know. That's bizarre. I wonder is that is that from one of the newer issues? I don't, yeah, it's probably one of the that's later crazy. ones, but it does exist. I was like, that's a pretty weak rhyme. <laughs> Way to go. And how do you They're depict really that? I, I mean, uh, without uh, breaking the law. I don't, I don't know. Oh. I haven't seen it. I should look it up. I'm sure there's video, uh, videos. I'm sure there's little I'll look visuals right. for all of them. Uh, number five, Gary Unmarried. Wait, that's Fake. a show, right? Fake. That's a TV show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, number six, Leaky Lou. Real. I definitely remember Leaky Lou. Okay, then I'm going with you. Yeah, that's the one that's not real. Yeah, that's the he's like a fire plug or something, right? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, and there's and a dog in the in the vicinity, <laughs> which is where the leak. There comes you go. From. Number oh. seven, Cole Slaud. Uh Real, fake. Real. Oh, you found both right in. Yep. Uh, oh, so they make it a banana. That's weird. Vanessa, for Vanessa Andressa, Andressa oh. is, a, is banana? a banana being peeled. <sighs> I'm really stretching on this one, wow. you guys. Look up Cole Slaud okay, while you're there. I will. Uh, number eight, Proctology Ollie. I 
I'm going to go real. No, fake. It is fake. Oh. <laughs> I'm not good at this game. Uh, number nine, Mac Quack. That's real. I guess it's real because it doesn't seem funny enough for you. It to is man. real. Yeah, that's a, it's a duck, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, and number 10, Melton Melissa. Melton Melissa. Real. Yeah, let's go with real. It is real. She's nice. a grilled cheese sandwich. Probably. <laughs> I just oh. love that Vanessa Dresser is a real thing. That's unbelievable. Cole I looked up all her names and there was things for all of them. There's not a Mackenzie, but there's a Mac. Ooh, Cole Slott is turning himself into coleslaw. How does one yeah, do that? It's pretty gross. Oh, my God. He's literally he's shredding himself. <laughs> wow. And look up Mac Quack. Okay. Unreal. It probably looks like Howard the Duck. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay. Howard the Duck. Yeah, that's the theme song from that movie. Thank that's a great film. It oh, no, it's, it's a fantastic film. All right, Vanessa's going to ask her questions now while I look up Mac Quack. All right, shoot. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Uh, sort of. <gasps> do tell. Well... Not officially met, but, but you've seen them. Yeah, it was weird. It was at the premiere of a movie called can't remember the name of it, but uh, it's uh, it starred uh, Jeannie Goodwin Ooh. and um, oh come on now uh, the guy from uh, that '70s show who's Austin uh, Kutcher. Yeah, no, no, no. The uh, the Topher Grace. Yeah, Topher. Um, By the way, there's your Matt. Quack. Yeah, wow. Even with the red hair, <laughs> how, how'd they do that? You're oh, because he's Scottish. Yeah, Max Shore from McKenzie. Uh, yeah, it was at the premiere for um, a movie that they did together. I can't remember the title of it. Uh, and there was an after party, and there was a bar, and I was standing at the bar, and I ordered a drink, and I walked away, and I looked to my left, uh, and there was an Olsen twin. Great a story. Tiny little it? person. Uh, well, uh, yeah. But with, Just standing there, no, no sounds. This uh, no, is the she way was, the stories always are. Everyone's yeah, like, I was, haven't met one, but mysterious. I've been Yes, It was dark. She was wearing dark. Her, yep. her clothing blended into the couch that she was sitting on. I could just see her face. But there was a moment where we maintain, uh, maintained eye oh, contact. Oh, I'm so uh, jealous. For, they for appear a second. in unexpected places like the image of the Virgin Mary on a piece of toast. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> you or on a potato truly. You can't catch it. Yep. They're so... Yeah, I still don't know which one it was. You never will. <laughs> it's going to keep you awake at night. <laughs> astounding. Absolutely astounding. Um, name three facts of life. Wow. Mm-hmm. The only constant in the universe is change. Right. One. That covers a lot, but... Uh, don't park on the east side of Alta Vista between 12 and 3 on two, Monday. Yeah. Yep. That's very relevant, it's you guys, very, to today. Very relevant. Finn Scully. Taught more people how to speak than uh, all the public high schools in Los Angeles. Oh, agreed. He's pretty That's fantastic. Great. Well, bravo. Yeah, one of the only guys who can call a game by himself for some foremost. He doesn't, he doesn't need a color guy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He's he is he's an artist. Yep. He's absolutely an artist. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's like a sports thing. Right. He's the happened. Dodgers yeah. announcer. He has been for oh, 65 60 years. Some years. Yeah. yeah. I heard Scully. I was trying to make it. You know, uh, oh, X Files. X Files. No. Just no. listen to like, just watch one inning of a Dodgers game on TV once, and you'll get an oh, idea. It's, it's pretty amazing. He's what you a can poet. Do. The man is actually a poet. Yep. Never, oh, never phased by anything. Just very no. calm. And I'll check him yeah. out. He's oh, great. he's a lyricist and a living no, legend. Truly, truly, yep. truly. Is. He calls every Dodgers game. Yep. That's his whole life. Well, only the ones. Uh, the last few years, he stays on the west coast. The further, the furthest east he'll go is Colorado. Uh, so he doesn't uh, take the east coast trips because it's a little more wear and tear on his eighty-six year old body. Oh my body. gosh! Yeah, he's old. Uh, <clears throat> I bet that's so many people's dream job, right? 
Absolutely. Well, you're looking at one to, right now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. To be the announcer? Oh, it'd be the greatest thing in the world. Oh, man. The greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I think you've got it. I think you've got it, kid. I mean, this guy's called stuff. He's probably like, Roberto Clemente yeah. takes up, you know, like he's been. No, he, he yeah, he, he called, uh, he was, you know, he called Jackie Robinson's first game. Whoa. Yeah, he's been around that long. And oh, he's, my gosh. Oh, he's a legend. If you ever listen to his call of Hank Aaron's record breaking home run, which took place in Atlanta. Uh, Hank Aaron being an African American fellow, the record, uh, the home run at that record at that time being held by Babe Ruth, a very important controversial figure in thing white America. Yeah. Uh, it is it is a beautiful, beautiful call where he addresses the fact that an African American man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South, and oh. how beautiful that is for uh, for America, for wow. baseball, yes, but for America. Oh, the guy's a he's a poet. Well, now I'm excited. Yes, yes. Uh, and this is a good segue into the next question. So would you rather get to play any role in your dream project, like a film or a TV show, mm-hmm. or play perfectly in one Major League Baseball game? Oof. Mm. And it's not like you don't have a career in baseball. It's that one game that you get to invited to play, and you are perfect oh, in it. You're starting. Very, You're very not coming off pinch hitting. Question, Vanessa. Thanks, Colin. Filling in the blanks question. here. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We've got to make it, you know. Uh, can I ask a question about the uh, perfect role? Yes. Does it last for six years? It's, it's uh, whatever series. your dream is, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I might have to take the role. Yeah, might have to take the role. Listen, it, just because of you know the the financial security and the fact that uh, you know uh, you, you'd like to last a long time in this business. However, one game, just one game. Yeah, but it's the perfect game. Whatever that would consist of, of like mm. if if it's hitting a home run for you, or I don't know. Yeah, it'd probably be a cycle. With a couple of stolen bases and be you know, pretty good. A, a, a walk-off triple. Oh, yeah, walk-off triple. No, I'm going to take the money. <laughs> it's probably like a real Hollywood guy. I mean, maybe you could twist it that you're, you're pitching. You pitch a perfect game. The only game you ever pitch in the majors is a perfect game. And then because of that, you're doing autographs and appearances and getting cash off of that. Maybe. You know, mm-hmm. honestly, the, as, as I've grown older and, uh, and come to recognize that as much as I felt uh, like I would have been a great uh, baseball player or that my skills were such that I could, you know, mm-hmm. which disappeared, obviously, uh, right around junior high, <laughs> uh, the idea of going to work every day for a number of years with, uh, with a group of people that I appreciate, with a group of people that I feel comfortable uh, with uh, that are creative and engaging and, yeah. and have, you know, deep in their hearts a desire to, to create value, uh, not just uh, monetarily, but actually have some positive influence on what it is we're fucking doing yeah. to each other yeah. in this world, uh, that would supersede a cycle at Dodger Stadium. Plus Who's you the Vince to- Scully now? Yeah. <laughs> Plus he gets to play Sunday's co-ed softball in Santa Monica, where <laughs> pretty I mean, lucky. It's, it's basically the show. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. It's really close. It's very hard to tell the difference between the, the caliber of ball that we play on Sundays yep. in Santa Monica and yep. that uh, which they you know broadcast on uh, Fox. <laughs> pretty much the same thing. Vince Scully's been calling a lot of our games. He comes down on the weekends, yep. yeah, uh, when the, the Dodgers and are a standing on the ovation Coast. of three right. people, <laughs> proving again that the upper middle class in Santa Monica. That's it. Yes, <laughs> yes, and his That's friends it. call him. Mac stands in. That's it. That's it. And a walk-off triple. I have to say, in my impression, I've never heard him speak. So it was close, though. It okay. wasn't bad. I mean, it's you. Some, it was you have heard him speak. It's yep. it's it's been on enough radios or televisions well, in your life. Well, it's the sports announcer that I probably have heard, right? Yes, for sure. Where are you from? Virginia and uh, How long have you lived here in the City of Angels? Eight years. You've heard his voice. Okay. You must. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. 
Okay, that wasn't him. That was a different guy I was doing an impression of. Um, and now this is called Sports Team. I went very sportsy on this. Pick four of your past co-stars, at least one lady, please, and form a mini baseball team from them. You mean a, a baseball team of s- smaller people? Yeah, you're going to shrink afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people you need for a baseball team, All right. but I just thought uh, well, it was a good idea for to pick. Four, you're not going to be able to field a team. <laughs> okay, so an, an, an infield of, yes, of, of, an in- uh, sure. of former uh, yes. co-stars. That works. <clears throat> Oh man! See, the problem is uh, that my father uh, thinks a lot before he speaks. Mm-hmm. He'll start a uh, sentence, and it will be a long, <laughs> long time before he finishes. So I come by it naturally. Yeah. Uh, fudge. Okay, we need four people uh, at third base. Whew. Kita. Oh, he's such a good boy. Clooney. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, no, you know what? I'm going to put Clooney at first uh, because he's tall. Uh, so Clooney's at first. Uh, <laughs> um, he is, yes, and handsome. And uh, the, the whole infield looks to him uh, to catch, uh, to, to, to pick up what they offer. Uh, second base, uh, I'm going to put uh, my brother. Nice. Uh, just because... Uh, uh, I like him. Yep. Uh, Fair enough. We worked together very briefly uh, twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I play short or is it co-stars? Co-stars, you're on it already. You yeah. can be wherever you want to be. Fair enough. Um, we will put Sandra Bullock on the mound. Oh, yeah, we will. Because uh, we just have a lot of faith in her. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to throw an extra girl in there. So it's uh, Good. relatively uh, even split. Um, who's going to play third? Clarice Leachman's got a great glove. <laughs> oh my God! Which she, yeah, I'm sure she's shown. Uh, you, uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's put Mindy Cohn at third. There you Ooh. go. Yeah, sure, sure. Right. Beautiful job. Yeah, thanks for well played. Yeah. Well played. This is your last question. If you could take members of your family and remake any classic film, what would you do? <laughs> um. Mm. Classic film? It doesn't have to be classic. All right. Uh, I know you want to say Garbage Book Kids. I fine. really, really do. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I would... Hmm, that's another uh, damn good question. I would remake Casablanca. Ooh. Wait, that's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> that's wrong. People I take that back. People are going to be so excited no, it's impo- to finally get it you right. Me. What's the, <laughs> finally, the Casablanca reboot we've all been waiting for. Uh, ooh. Um, hmm. Shit, these are tough. I wish I'd, if you'd furnished these beforehand, I, know, I might I have, have quicker answers. Uh, let's remake Full Metal Jacket. Oh, I didn't see that coming. With, uh, <clears throat> with my mom in the Arlie Ermey part. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, uh, my brother's going to play Leonard, uh, and I get to be Joker. Yeah. 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 Nice. But yeah. Been nice. Yeah. That was a really good answer. Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks very much. You You're welcome. welcome. Brutal. Well, you made it all through your therapy session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you take check, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Kidding, thanks we for having really me. Really appreciate yeah, it. Of course. Uh, are you on the Twitter? I am on the Twitter. What's uh, what's your handle? You can find me at at Mackenzie Aston. That's M- at? no, no, oh. no. It's just uh, at at sign Mackenzie Aston. Yes, M A C K E N Z I E. A-S-T-I-N. 
All one word, though it's two. <laughs> Thanks for clearing nice. that up. <laughs> so follow Mackenzie on there. You can follow us too. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here, Mac. Thanks yeah, for having really me. It's been a good time. Yeah. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.